Chani. I'm at Lottie's. And you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. And I'm excited about today's show because it's going to rock. going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's going to be a hell of a ride. Hey everyone, welcome to Meet Us at Molly's. It's with Gina and Bryna and today special guest, fan favorite, fan hated, sometimes Derek Hass. Yeah. Welcome. So good. Ever. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. Welcome to the pod or welcome back to the pod, Derek. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. We're one week away from our finale airing. Um, we're scared. We know you're not though. Finale finishing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was going to say, we're definitely terrified. No, we're terrified. You're just like sitting back like, <laughs> this is exactly where I want you. You just had a great episode. All of you were so excited. All your dreams came true. And what could go wrong? There's only one to go. But that's why we're terrified. It's because all our dreams came true oh. last night. Oh. <laughs> this is our fourth annual chat with you, Derek. We, we know you a little bit by now. Just a little. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, how have you been? I mean, we, we only talk on kind of an annual basis now. I mean, it was an annual basis before that. But yeah, how have you been? We haven't spoken to you in a, in a year. I'm good. It was a it was a crazy year. You know, I only got to go to Chicago once. I went for the final episode. Um, I had already gotten my shots. So got on a plane and went and did all the COVID protocols to go on set. That was fun. We had a new director for the finale, um, Lisa Robinson, who did a great job. Um, we had Reza was scheduled to do it, but then the second to last episode became so huge that we were like, okay, Reza, you do the second to last one and help Lisa prep the finale. Um, and that way you can be there for that one. Lisa's a new director to us, but she, you'll, you'll see, she did a really, really nice job. Nice. That's exciting. That's exciting. Are the kids yeah. still remote? Are they back in school like in person? They started back, um, they started back three weeks ago to full in person. Um, but it was hilarious. Well, not hilarious, but the very first day that they were back, we got an email from the school. Someone in Bruno's class uh, tested positive. So now he's got to be back home two weeks. So he, he had been back one day and then he did two more weeks of quarantining or remote learning. And then he's been back for a full week this week. So. Oh no, that happened to my boss Yeah, and his kids. <laughs> That's crazy. Have you guys been in, in, in the room or is it still a Zoom writer's room? No, we've only done Zoom. Uh, Gilberry and Andrea have come over here a bunch. Uh, we just sit in the backyard. Um, but Universal is not letting rooms back on their campus for now. I, I had heard a rumor that they might, might be after Labor Day. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it's just a rumor. I don't, I don't know when we're going to go back. Crazy times. Crazy yeah, times I don't. Indeed. I don't enjoy it as much. The rooms were more fun when it wasn't on Zoom. When you could, there's so, you don't know how many times a season that I would walk down the hall to Gilberry or Andrea's office or whoever Matt Whitney, you know Elizabeth, and just pop a head in and say, "Oh man, I need a line of dialogue here," you know, or "Wouldn't it be funny if?" And then you, but and so now it's like. Hey guys, can you guys get on a Zoom at 2.30? Uh, oh, you can't? Okay, so 3.15, uh, you know what? I'll just do it myself. 
Yeah, that, that sounds exactly like my job. Of, what are you doing right now? Can you jump in my Zoom room? Yeah. That's yeah. Wild. And then when you're trying to have fun with like with people after work and they're like, hey, let's have a Zoom happy hour. And you're like, I was just, I just spent my whole day on Zoom. Can't do that. No. Yeah. 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 Can't do that. Hear you there. So, well, you know how this works. I mean, we like to go back and cover the whole season. Um, let's you know, do start it. to finish. Because we just kind of keep a running list of questions. <laughs> so, uh, I'll answer them best I can. <laughs> All right, Bryna, go ahead and start us off. I'm pulling up the list. Okay, so to say, obviously, we were just talking about it. This season has been different would be an understatement. Obviously, there were less episodes, filming restrictions, you know, the whole nine yards. But now that the season's complete, at least from a filming standpoint, where I mean, we're this close otherwise, um, like, what were some of the challenges just about, like, making this season happen? The beginning, everybody was just uncertain as to what was going to happen and what the process was going to be. And we were trying to help out from a script standpoint. I I had this determination we weren't going to be a lesser show. We weren't going to do less stunts. We weren't going to have less characters. We, I wanted people 15 years from now, when you go back and watch season nine, other than, you know, some mask wearing to go, Oh, that felt like a Chicago fire season in the same way. Now, granted, it's, you couldn't do it every episode. We couldn't, you know, we had, we had our limitations. And at first we were doing it where um, we wouldn't have as many characters in fires, you know, because we'd, we'd have them go to different areas. We'd shoot them on different days. It was just less people on set. And I was trying to, I was trying to fool the audience that you wouldn't notice as much, but then you do, you know, you just can't help it. Um, We didn't have the big briefing room scenes. We didn't have big common room scenes. It was just less people on set at any one time was better. Um, But then as we got our footing and really got past kind of the first crop of episodes, episode five, we had, we shut down for two weeks after, you know, like three weeks of filming. I was worried we weren't even going to get to 10 episodes, you know, but after we got through episode five and then we really started figuring out how to do COVID, I mean, hats off. I say this in every interview, hats off to the crew um, and cast for, submitting to what they had to submit to even get one shot, you know? Um, But then once we found our footing, then we started really broadening what we could do in, in episodes. And I mean, like even in those early episodes, we had that huge ambulance crash go off the side of a, you know, off the side of a uh, highway. And we, so we, we kept trying to do these big, bigger stunts um, to make up for lack of, you know, our nine, 10 character scenes that we were, so used to doing. Yeah, so did the, those first couple of episodes of season nine, did they shape up the way you wanted the end of season eight to look? I was excited, yeah, that was, the ambulance going off the highway was the gonna be the ending of season eight. That was, that was gonna be the big cliffhanger at the end of season eight. So I was glad that we got to do it. Um, and then uh, I thought it made for a really good end of episode one. You had to watch two to see, <laughs> you know, what was gonna happen. Um, so yeah, yeah, that turned out that turned I thought that stunt looked ridiculously good. And Reza shot the first two episodes. He's our producing director, if you guys don't mm-hmm. know him. So he always does our bigger, bigger episodes. I feel like it was almost more fitting for Chicago Fire to do that in the season premiere than in the season finale. <laughs> yeah. It just felt it Which felt is- so right. Like, of course they would do this to us. <laughs> Yeah, well, we didn't get to have the big finale, you know, of that season. It was really a, a, supposed to be episode 20 of 23, you know, that we ended on. So it was nice to say we're back. We're, we're not slowing down. <laughs> yeah, and I know because of COVID protocols, it took longer to film each 
individual episode which meant that sometimes obviously there were gaps in air date schedule like like we were just talking about you guys aired two episodes in november and then didn't air episode three till january like did that <laughs> yeah. affect how you guys approach writing the season or no not at no all? we we kind of just are at the whim of the scheduling genies you know we 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 just make the show this is this is the schedule of when we can finish each episode you tell us when you're going to air them and then we go in the past we've built up to a winter finale, you know, because we knew in June, you're going to have eight episodes, right? you know, before the winter break. And in this year, there was no consistency. We'd be on a week, off a week, on two weeks, off two weeks. So we just stopped there. You couldn't plan for it. Yeah. Right. Right. So, okay. So if we, if we get into the storylines of the season, I mean, we got to start with Bretzi, right? I mean, okay. It's only <laughs> you're like ah oh, fine. <laughs> so obviously the one of the big storylines it revolved around Brett and Casey's painfully slow burn. So but how many seasons? A, a lot. A lot. <laughs> so did you guys ever consider having them get together earlier on, like maybe at the end of nine oh two, or was it always going to be just a long drawn out slow burn? No, we this season played out the way we were hoping it would. We did, you know, it's the it's the stutter step. We didn't want we didn't want it all to come out in the first two episodes. You gotta you gotta push for something. It felt like we had to do something early on because we've been, uh, as you say, it's been going on so long. So we and and this idea that you know they have this question mark hanging over them that's certainly reflected in anybody who watches the show. Um, you, you, you kind of choose sides on some of these things. Um, and so it seemed like we would be reckless if we didn't address that as the big deal that it was. I'm talking about, you know, her saying what she said in episode two, um, which I think it felt to me very natural for what somebody would say in that position. Yeah. And then Casey didn't really give a good answer. So it all went downhill from there. But we got Greg Granger out of it, which, you know, worked out really well. Yeah, that's what I was literally just about to ask about you. Like, it seemed that Greg Granger was so loved by fans. Was that a surprise to you? It was. I mean, you you try to cast for, um, you know, gold. You, 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 you submit to casting, here's what we're looking for. You know, we want somebody who looks like a lead of a show um, and has that kind of presence. And that's who... Brett would be attracted to. So that, you know, when, when they pop like that, you, we definitely then had him on longer than we would have had on, you know, it was, it was going to be a three episode thing. And then just when the first episode came in, that's when in past seasons, I would have walked down to Gilbert and Andrew's office and been like, okay, let's reconceive what we're now. This will be six episodes. The one I remember this being like is when we had Anna Severides, uh, girlfriend who ended up dying but you know she was so good it was only going to be three episodes and then um uh she was so good that we just kept saying oh, okay let's extend the story longer than what we were going to do originally um obviously like daniel Kyrie's another one where that was supposed to be a really sh- that that was gonna be a one episode two episode thing and then man kudos to us for recognizing gold when you see it and he's just been so awesome that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank God he stuck around. Like we can't imagine the show without him now. I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's so funny. It's so yeah. weird. Cause when you do a show this long, which, you know, I'd never done television before this show. So 
but you you're this first season is such a crucible you're up against everything you really are the underdogs i like that we were writing a show about underdogs almost and but you're the underdogs because you're you know it's your first shot at a network NBC, you know, put us on the schedule, but didn't, it wasn't like we were the big promotional push. They had a different show that year called Revolution that they were all excited about. We were up against Nashville, which was all the heat was on that show also. And so then that's, and then we, the creators um, are there so much when you're doing a first year show. So we really felt like, um, you know, this circus family that we were, and then you look back like we're like nine years later and like, you know, it's harder to make those kind of relationships and friendships that we had from the first season. Um, so like, I love Daniel and love um, uh, Gallo and Violet and all these other characters that we've had since then, but it's not the same. It's not the same as the first, those first, your first loves. Right, right. So it's safe to say then you'd consider having John Ecker back next season. Oh yeah, no, I, I just think he'll end up somewhere else. Like that's my, these are the things that you have to be realistic about too, is that he did so well for us. It's going to be impossible for another show not to notice and mm -hmm. say, Oh, we've got a spot, you know, we've got a spot as a lead. Um, so I'll, I'll be surprised if he's available, but you never know. You really don't. You, you just, when you do that kind of a storyline, you have to, you have to plan for, Oh, if we don't get him, you know, then we'll get, um, then we'll scrap the storyline or we'll get something else. So I can't say that he's definitely coming back next year, but absolutely, I'd love to have him back. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Um, this season also saw a lot of callbacks and we actually saw the return of Matt's sister, Christy, yeah. who we haven't seen since season three. And I'm just curious, like what made now the right time to bring her back into the fold? Um, I always love callbacks. That's the joy of having a show that's gone nine seasons into 10 is that you have this history that um, you get to draw on every episode. And, and now the writing staff knows I love them. So they're always pitching those kind of ideas. But when we were heading towards this um, finish line that you'll see next week, um, we were like, oh, let's get... Um, Let's get Christy back. That would be fun. She, we I couldn't remember when was the last time we saw her. I guess it was season three. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that actress Nicole before she did a movie. I did a movie with her before that, so we always liked her and and kept in touch. So uh, yeah, she was willing to do it. I, I wanted it to be like there wasn't bad blood between Casey and Christy. So um, and you know the show only captures. 20% of what's going on in their lives. Right. So I just wanted the understanding in the language of the show to be, they're still seeing each other. He's still a good uncle, all that stuff. Right. Um, but then she's popped in for this little storyline. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you said callbacks and that, that jogged my memory. Okay, so Severide saved the Ambo door, right? Yeah. He missed something. What? Sharky. A Sharky in that ambulance? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Is it on the, is it, is it gone from the hood? Um, oh well, God. it was in the ambo that crashed, so I'm assuming yeah. it's not. Oh, I just haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't think Severide had quite the attachment to Sharky. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I think the minute that episode aired, that was the first thing we were like, write that down for Derek. That's Where hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. It's in the junkyard somewhere. Maybe it'll show up on an Antiques Roadshow at some point. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. 
Um, so going back to the Christy thing, though, everyone wants to know, like, in that storyline, Casey brings up this watch. So, like, yeah. will we find out about the watch and, like, what the point of that whole thing was? Because we were like, I still don't get it after that episode was over. Yeah. Yeah, that comes back in the finale. You'll you'll see the watch again. In the first, in the first one minute. Oh. Okay. okay. Good to know. In fact, in the first one second, that watch comes back. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Now my theories are like now you know how running in my happen. head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Noted. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that. Uh, in 909, Casey hit his head and it ultimately brought up his head injury from season yeah. two. So when you were planning out the story arcs for this season, what was so appealing about that one? I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. Yeah, Derek. No, I, do. I, do. I was thinking about it. Um, that was you know, sometimes we look back and we're like, what did we never put to bed? <laughs> you know, what storylines got, for whatever reason, got put out there and then never resolved. So we had this, I remember this scene. In fact, I think I watched it because it was on the Peacock and I saw the ear bleeding thing and I was like, oh yeah, we never we never addressed that. After. That was the literally the last time that was ever mentioned was he had blood coming out of his ear. And so we were like, oh, what could we do to resolve that again? What if he gets in a, you know, has a head injury again? And then um, what I ultimately wanted to get to was that he gets his head checked out and the doctor's like, oh, that thing you had five years ago, that's, that's cleared itself up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so yeah, that's uh, where that went. That's what I was going for. So... In this last episode that we just saw last night, we see that Gabby calls the firehouse because she heard about Mouch's ceremony. Yeah. Did you guys try to get Monica back for this storyline yeah, or was it always yeah. supposed to be her on the no, phone? No, no, I tried to get her back, but <laughs> you know, this is where not everyone at Wolf talks to each other. She was directing an FBI episode. So that, there was one day between when um, we were shooting and when she was directing um, and we would have required her to miss her first day of prep or her last day of prep. So she turned us down understandably. And then, so then I called her um, cause you know, at first it's just agents talking to casting directors mm -hmm. and stuff. So then I called her at eight 30 thinking she was on the East coast, like eight 30 in the morning, but she was over here on the West coast. She's like, <laughs> why are you calling me? this early i'm like just come back and do one just come back and do one for us she's like i don't you saw my schedule i don't have time and i said uh well, well we'll figure it out we can figure it out and then she was like i was like come on do me this favor she's like derek i've done you two favors already i was like oh yeah that's true that's true she's already come back twice <laughs> So we were wondering, I mean, it did kind of beg the question, is she still in contact with anybody at 51? Or do you think that's kind of, you know, if, if she is, I mean, why did she call the firehouse phone and not anybody's cell phone? Mm, maybe she tried to get, um, maybe she tried to get Jesse's phone, but, but then he didn't get it because it was, it was in his office. And then, and then, so she called the house phone. She, she was probably like on the firehouse 51, you know, Instagram page saw that Mouch was getting a medal, called Casey's cell, but it was in his office. And then, so then she called the house phone. That, you would have learned all of that if we had more time to show it. 
Brenda, what was the listener that's my explanation nice we got a listener theory the other day about that one and i i want to say that they were like no in my head antonio still talks to trudy and that's how they found out that could have been that could have been (laughs) you know what's funny is there when i grew up reading spider-man comic books and um they in the back in the back pages you would ask questions um to stan lee and the it was always people trying to spot like continuity errors because there's (laughs) You know, at that time, there were 350 Amazing Spider-Mans or whatever. But what Stan Lee got everyone to do is that they would catch a continuity error, but in the letter, they would also explain how it was plausible. And if you and if you did that, then you got what he called a no prize, which was just basically like you got a shout out in the in the um, thing. So I always like whenever we have those flaws, I'm like, okay, but. (laughs) <laughs> what if you know what if a and then if you can explain it then it's okay that's so funny that's awesome so going back though to casey and brett for a second casey had been getting advice for Severide for weeks and even had granger tell him that brett was in love with him but he still yeah. didn't really do anything right away but obviously last night we finally saw casey lay it all on the line like in yeah. casey's mind like what made that moment at molly's the right time for him to confess his feelings to her I think it was a, it was an accumulation of things. You know, it was Granger saying what he said. It was Severide saying, sounds like you should take your own advice. It was, so these things build and build. And then, you know, I think on the heels of seeing what, you know, like he figured out what was going on with Severide and Stella at the end of that episode. And I think it was just like, okay, time to, time to get off. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was talking to Gabby too. I think, I think that, cleared his head you know it was what everybody what everybody um told him it's what Brett told him to do you got to talk to her so that you can go back to being the Matt Casey that we all love around here so he did he finally did so would you say talking to Gabby is why he didn't tell Brett any sooner I think that he was working out all of these things in his own head you know mm-hmm. she she dropped a truth bomb on him early and that rocked him and then you know, it was, it was, I think part of it was going back to being friends and realizing that's not what the, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. So then uh, he finally got the Gabby thing. Yeah. yeah. We obviously didn't see Brett say anything last night, but will we know how she feels by all this by then the finale? Don't you want to know? Don't you want <laughs> to know? Um, at 51, it doesn't, it's never easy to get your, to get your talks in. Cause you start to, and then the bells go off and then you don't <laughs> those damn bells. Those damn bells. <laughs> just always going off right at the worst times. We started writing that into the script. It, it was like, you know, Casey walks down the hallway, Brett's coming the other direction. They're about to, Oh, those damn bells. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true though. It's true. it's true. Yeah. So that's our new hashtag. Those it's damn bells. bells. <laughs> Those damn bells. It's uh it's real life though. If you you know, if you've been to our firehouse when they're filming, we'll be in the middle of a scene and then it's beep, you know, man down from unknown causes. <laughs> they're off and running. We have to wait. Yeah, yeah. So Crazy. well, one of the other big storylines we had this season was Stella prepping for the lieutenant's exam. Yeah. What, what made you guys want to do that storyline this season? It just felt based on last season when Bowden was pushing her to be a leader and then sort of backed off after she, he was running, you know, he was running her ragged and had her burning the candle at both ends. So take back, you know, step back a year from that. 
he knows she's a leader and he was having that sort of looking at those old firefighters, um, you know, his past in episode one this year, not his past, but the past of the Chicago fire department. And I think he looks at Stella and sees the future. And I think it's girls on fire certainly made her, uh, leadership, you know, um, for all to see. And so I think she just needed that nudge again and Bowden did that. And it just seemed like a great arc um, for Stella to have this season. Gave us a goal to, you know, for her to reach. You get a lot of story out of that. So not that we ever doubted her, but did you guys ever talk about having her not pass the exam? Uh, of course not. She's a leader. She, there's no way she wasn't going to pass that thing. We did put that one <laughs> lieutenant in, I mean, that one chief in there who had been given her um, the business earlier mm-hmm. uh, in the season. So we, we want to just put a little bit of doubt in the viewer's mind, but no, you can't deny that shooting star. Right. We agree. Right. So now that she's passed, the big question is where will she go since there aren't any spots at 51? Will that we is have a an big an- question. That is a big question. Will we have an answer to that sometime in the finale? You keep asking me about this finale yeah. and I feel like we're so close to it happening. We should just... You should just enjoy it. Enjoy all of it, all the way to the very end. <laughs> you can enjoy it because you wrote it and you know what happens. <laughs> uh, I like it when Brian watches scenes a hundred times. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, that is very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a few of those. Oh, geez. Oh. A few of Brian's hundred, hundred time watching <laughs> scenes in the finale. I'm going to take that as a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't typically watch scenes that are not fun a hundred times. Well, so I'm maybe you'll enjoy thing. this. Oh, maybe there are things I would watch a hundred times. Oh, that's a different story. <laughs> what if I phrase it this way? Okay, I will rewatch any episode of Chicago except for 404. Is the finale going to be like that? What was 404? What happened in that one? <laughs> Gabby's miscarriage. Oh, that was, yeah, that was rough. There will not be a miscarriage in... Um, <laughs> the season finale this year <laughs> there's a reason why we we said in this week's episode we, were like, we gotta be really careful with how we word our questions <laughs> there's gonna be some there's gonna be some there's gonna be some big swings okay okay, okay. we'll take that yeah now my theories are okay um i do enjoy your theories they're they're fun sometimes you get them right and you're like wow they knew that one Wait, what Sometimes did we get right this season? Did, can you think of think. anything? I can't think off <laughs> the top of my remember. head. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we're way off, but like, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I, I only, my only umbrage is when you're, when you're mad at me for not doing your theory, and I'm like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I should have, you know, whatever. Like <laughs> after that promo with Christy, we, I expected more to see more. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it is what it is. All in fun. Um, no, no, I know. I know it is. <laughs> uh, going back to Stella's for a second, we saw Kylie return this season, and Stella obviously got her the job at 51. And since then, we really saw Stella lean into being a mentor to Kylie. Like, what do yeah. you like about writing for that dynamic? It just feels like when you're doing the show, you know, you got all these actors, and they have, you know, they, they look up to, like, you know, a lot of them look up to Eamon look up to David, look up to Christian. And then you got these younger guys and they look up to, you know, Jesse and Taylor. 
And so then it was like, oh, we should have somebody who looks up to Stella, you know, and really reminds us of Stella. We didn't get to see those years of, you know, of kid. So can we tell that story in a different way? You know, it, obviously she's not, she doesn't have the same background as kid, but she sure has the same drive and cheery disposition, you know, just loved that actress. So, um, so then it would, became a natural thing to write for. We haven't had somebody in the bullpen since, uh, you know, Connie. And so, and we just purposely didn't want to write somebody new into the bullpen. And then this is how it should be. You cast someone, the actress kills it. And you're like, okay, let's find, let's find a place for her. And it was so fun doing those scenes this year with the um, standing desk. And then, and then when she brings the standing desk back out for, you know, uh, Donna was so funny. I I love doing those kind of, inner season callbacks, you know? Yeah, yeah, which which tees up for the next question perfectly. Okay, do you have a standing desk? We, we, I mean, we gotta play into this. I had one, I had one at the uh, at Universal, but I got sick of it after like, I probably had it, I probably used it for like two years and then I just got tired of it. So then it went back in the closet, but nobody made fun of me like that. We just, I don't remember who pitched that in the writer's room, it was funny. And so we were like, oh yeah, Bowden, Bowden versus standing desk sounds funny. <laughs> um, so speaking of Kylie, of course, like, do you know, will we see more of her next season? Is that something? I hope so. Again, you know, this is like, we're in contract negotiation right. times and I'm not sure she, she's not, we don't have her enough to make her a regular, right. you know, on the show. So, um, so then it just becomes a, is she available when we write scenes? Right. But yes, I mean, my plan is that she'll do more. Right. Yeah, we had the, in, in that kind of camper, like Cindy, who we love, mm-hmm. you know, Donna, whom we love, Chloe, whom we love, but we can't make, de- you know, regular deals. Right. They're not going to be on the show. So then it just becomes, we pitch it, mm-hmm. we call our casting director and we say, can you make a deal? Can, can we get Donna for episode 12 or whatever it's going to be? Can we get Cindy for episode? And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. We have to rethink it if they're not available. Interesting. Yeah, we had Caitlin on a couple weeks ago. She's so sweet. Yeah, uh, I met her yeah, for the I, first time when I went for the finale. I put her in just because I wanted to meet her. So she has one line in the finale. <laughs> but I wanted to sweet. see her. Yeah. Yeah. So Stellar Ride, the Stellar Ride engagement happened. Um, yeah. Thank you, by the way, because we know you're about to break our hearts in the finale. <laughs> yeah. But was 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 this always the plan for season nine was to have them get engaged this season? Yeah, we talked about it last year. We thought it would be a good um, thing to build towards in um, this season. We wanted to do something unique that we hadn't done before. We'd done a bunch of engagements, so we had to do something crazy. And we had this image, like in, I remember pitching to Dick and we found a picture of a guy proposing and we silhouetted it with fire all in the background. And then we were like, we want this proposal is gonna be in the fire. And, um, it's funny because, you know, I know firefighters are going to roll their eyes and be like, oh, you'd never do that. Did read any of these firefighting blogs or whatever. There's, I remember reading one where these two firefighters were, there was a fire in a bar and they were like sitting at the bar having a drink because they wanted to have a drink in a bar when the, when it's on fire. They thought that would be cool. Firefighters are crazy. I mean, they're awesome, but they're crazy. And so to me, I thought that was that was perfectly, perfectly fitting for Severi to in the middle of, he's not worried about himself, get down on one knee. And I just thought, Reza directed that, it just looked awesome. 
Yeah. Like you're going to see that when you think of Chicago fire, you'll think of that picture of, of them, you know, him proposing. So you guys knew all along that that was the shot. It wasn't like as you were writing this episode that that was kind of what came to you. You guys had no, no, that no, shot we, in mind the whole time. Yeah, we talk about it. What's great about directors like Reza is it's, I mean, he's got an amazing eye anyway, but mm-hmm. we have before every episode, we have a tone meeting. And in the tone meeting, we go through the script scene by scene. And it's me and Andrew and Gilberry, if they wrote it, um talking to the director of that episode on the last day before we start shooting and this is like a two-hour meeting as we go through everything i mean that was in the script but then even in the tone meeting i'm like reza you can do what you want but i want a wide as wide as you can get shot with fire everywhere and him down on one knee um and then you know it was reza's idea to have that silhouetted window um behind them so yeah, that's that's where that comes from. I don't I don't try to direct when we have so, so many great directors, but every now and then there's just shots I see. Like in the episode I wrote before this one, well, might have been Elizabeth's episode, but I wrote the scene uh, of the uh, when the cat is in um, Casey's office, <laughs> and I just told the director, um, I was like, I want that Jurassic Park shot of. Um, Ritter, like the you know the one where the girl turns and she's got the spoon and it's because um, the and the camera kind of comes low and just pushes up on her. I'm like, watch that, and that's what I want of Ritter when the thing hits. <laughs> and then he goes, I think it's te- I think he's testing the room for weakness. That's the Raptor uh, Jurassic Park reference. So uh, Veronica. <laughs> so good so so good so good so this proposal it actually really highlights severide's growth as a character i mean we've come a long way from the playboy days and the circle of yeah. severide and all of that yeah. is it fun for you to look back like you know nine years in the past and be like wow like these characters have really come a long way yeah you have to take them somewhere i think mm-hmm. you know it's like you you always want kinetic energy and you want things moving you know moving forward but for him, from where he came from and that place that he was, he was always a great guy. He just had this side of him that was kind of reckless and it was reckless with women. It was reckless on fire scenes um, and reckless, certainly with drinking and, and taking, you know, um, painkillers early on. And then to watch him, you know, find this woman he connected with and who's really, you know, good for him and smart for him and you know he fought against it for a while and then um you know love conquers all so yeah it's been it is fun to write severide it's always fun to write severide um so at the very end of this last night's episode the camera pans perfectly to a like perfectly placed heart in the skyline and we want to know I don't know. Honestly, I don't think that was a visual effect. I think that's just what was in the skyline of Chicago at the time. I we haven't had any time to do visual effects. There's like we were we were up against it on these last three episodes. I mean, we literally just stopped shooting for an episode that airs. We stopped shooting on Saturday for an episode that airs next Wednesday. So there's no I, I would be shocked if that was a visual effect. I didn't know about it. I didn't even know about it until somebody pointed it out. Uh, online. I was like, oh, okay. What perfect timing if it was a coincidence. Yeah, who knows? 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So, well, we haven't seen a bottle episode in a few years, but we got one this year in the form yeah. of the elevator episode with Cruz and Herman. So why this season and why Cruz and Herman? Didn't we have one the previous season? Hold on. Let me think. We do them every year. The one with Brett, Stella, and Foster. That wasn't seven. That was two eight. ago. Yeah, that, that was, was seven. I don't think there wasn't one in eight. There had to have been. Let I think me the think. last bottle episode was Brett and Stella and Foster. Yeah, I think. So. Really? I think. Um, hold on. Okay, well, maybe you're right. I I, I can't remember. Um, the that one was just like, okay, we shut down production. Let's do a bottle. Let's get a, let's get us back on budget. Um, those bottle episodes never end up getting you back on budget. By the way, they always end up more expensive. Um, and then. I just remember pitching Dick and going, let's do, let's do Cruz and let's do Cruz and Herman. Um, we've done everybody else. We've done most everybody else. And they're such great actors. They can carry, you know, an hour and it just felt natural. And then once you decide that, then you just write it from there. So that was a fun one. It was um, Gilberry's idea. And then, but then it was my script. I, it was my turn to write um, that one. So it was really a good mix of, Andrea Gilberry and me um, doing that one. That was fun. Wait, did um, we all share credit on that one? That might have been all three of us. Yeah, I think by I think the time so. it was done, it was all three of us. Yeah. Um, we talked to Joe back when it aired, and he was talking about how it felt more like being in a play in terms of the process of shooting it. So, like, oh, what yeah. was the writing process like, and how was that different from the normal episode you guys write? Well, usually a scene doesn't last longer than two pages, right. you know? And so this was act one interior elevator no no other no other scenes it was just that and then um we had this idea to do the radio calls like a uh like a radio play mm -hmm. so what they're listening to we have to imagine what's happening outside that seemed like a really cool idea and then get these two other actors but then when reza shot it we rehearsed it like a play and then the takes were two acts. So they did act one and act two together in one take. Uh, and they kept doing that with different angles, camera mm -hmm. angles, but it was all one, they do 22 minute takes, you know, right. it was awesome. Oh my God, watching them do it. Eigenberg doing that stuff. I mean, you like get you in the, get you in the chest. That was some really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so the, the script nerd in me wants to know, I mean, <laughs> What are the challenges? Is it is it harder to write a script and break story when they're stuck in one location like that? I mean, you can only throw so many obstacles, right? You got to get yeah, you, but you make those the markers, right? So you're mm -hmm. you're like, okay, the elevator dropping, and that's obviously one thing you can do. Okay, where am I going to put that? I'll put that in the end of the teaser. Okay, then what's my next? What what am I next building towards? Okay, what if there's a control board and the woman who's been annoying us tries to touch it and gets electrocuted. Okay, that's, I can build to that. You know where the ending's gonna be. Okay, I'm gonna get out of the shaft and then I need one more obstacle that's starting to fill with smoke or whatever. So you just figure out where those obstacles are and then you write towards them and you gotta fill. Obviously when you're doing a bottle, it's more, you're doing more dialogue than you would normally do. Um, and, uh, but I just loved it. It was really fun to write. And we got to say some stuff about 2020 that I wanted to say. Um, so yeah, I loved all of that stuff. And I like the two actors that we pulled in with them. 
Yeah. Um, in that same episode, we learned that Cruz is going to be a dad. And I'm just curious, something we talked about was, was it always the plan for Chloe and Joe to have the baby so soon after getting married? Like, did you know that they were going to have a baby? No. no. Well, we, we said that they're going to, she's going to get pregnant. That was one of the things that we talked about back in June. And then as you're coming up to your bottle episode, you're like, we need something that something that's going to really make this, you know, a standout episode. Right. Oh, what if Cruz, you know, what if Cruz finds out that she's pregnant in that episode? That's so that's where that, that's where that came from. Um, so yeah, again, we just knew we wanted something huge right. for that, like momentous for the history of the show, you know, kind of thing. Um, and that just seemed like the natural one. And it was funny that Herman was talking about how lucky his day was on the same day that Cruz found out this new news and is worried about his, right um stuff yeah that's great that's great so assuming that chloe doesn't give birth in the finale will we see that next season presumably oh um (laughs) i didn't technically ask you about the finale yeah um (laughs) that one i mean let's let's wait and see let's wait and see okay okay (laughs) um we always have to ask just because it's like one of our favorite cruise storylines of all time. But like, do we have, what do we have to do to get cruise Zumba back? Like, is he been teaching it during this pandemic on zoom? I mean, I, I gotta know. I gotta know. Like a Twitter campaign? The, the, like, yeah. What do we need to do? That, that was an all time great one. And it was 100%. I don't know if you guys have heard this story, but we usually have a kickoff dinner for, for each season. And so it's the whole cast and casts of all the shows, you know, mm-hmm. I can't, was that season three or four? Three. 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 Okay. So season two. So it would have been the dinner before season three. So it would have been all of PD and fire there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was Olmstead and me and Brant and Dick and um, Peter Jankowski, probably at one end of the table or whatever. And then I think I was sitting by Yuri. Can't remember. And he's like, oh, Joe, tell tell Derek what you've been doing. And, and uh, he was like, oh, this this thing called Zumba. I'm like, what is Zumba? That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's, it's a Brazilian dance or maybe it's Brazilian, I can't remember, Brazilian dance thing, but you do it for weight loss. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So I turned to Matt, you know, Olmstead, uh, Joe, tell him what you've been doing. He's like, Zumba. So we turned to Dick Wolf. Dick, listen to this. Uh, he's got this thing <laughs> called Zumba. And so then we just got to the writer's room immediately and we're like, how do we get Zumba into this? And I, I mean, it was just perfect because Brett, Brett goes to the class and then he comes out. I love that. I love the way it was shot. I love the way it happened. I love the look on Brett's face, the look on Joe's face. Anyway. Uh, will it ever come back? I don't know. It feels like that was a season three. That was a season. You got to give them new stuff. They get. But you said you like callbacks. Yeah, I was just about to say. I do. That's true. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> uh, noted. Noted. <laughs> We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll yeah. take it. We'll take it. So there has also been a lot of mouch this season and yes. we're not complaining at all. So it started with Casey questioning him on that call with the aerial, and then it ended with him being recognized with an award from the amazing? CFD. We've been celebrating mouch this season and it is wonderful. What made you guys want to celebrate him this season? Um, you Again, you're just looking for stories that you haven't done before and, and mouch being 
you know, um, sort of the afterthought on all the calls for so long, just, okay, then you feel like, okay, what haven't we done? What if Malch has, we called it like a Super Bowl call. What if Malch has a Super Bowl call and he gets to do the action movie, you know, thing. And then from that just became, wouldn't it be funny if he's getting a medal and Gallo and Ritter have to plan it, but Trudy's going to have ideas. So when you hear those kind of ideas in the room, that's when you're like, okay, that's now I know what those three episodes are going to be. We got the call. That's going to be awesome. We got him finding out he's going to get a medal. And then we have the medal ceremony. Those are, these are the way writers rooms work, you know? Oh, three episodes I can get out of that. Great. And Christian, Christian's good at everything. So, you know, you give him bagpipes. He does that. You give him (laughs) action movie stuff. He does that. Yeah, I mean, speaking for the bagpipes, I think I can speak for both of us when I say I think that might have been our favorite part of the entire season, that storyline. Like, where did that one come from? That was Ashley. So Ashley Cooper wrote that one. She's a first-time writer on the show. She's from Chicago. She's hilarious. She's the one who came up with the dibs, um, the parking dibs (laughs) storyline also. And um, so that was an Ashley special. But when I heard it, uh, again, this is like... You, it's. I'm sure you guys do this in your own. Like you, you just know something is going to be funny, and so when you hear that, and then the whole room, you know, Whitney, Elizabeth, um, Gilberry, Andrea, and me, we're like, oh my god, bagpipes, that's going to be funny. And then she had that idea that he's been carrying his, he's put his bagpipes in a locker marked bags. I mean, this, uh, it was funny. It worked. Dreams need lockers too, Joe. Dreams need lockers too. That was (laughs) Ashley Cooper. She's funny. Awesome. So in 913, the camera pans to Mouch drawing a really detailed portrait of him and Trudy. So yeah. since when can Mouch draw? Is that a Christian thing? No, this this is another one I love. So when you're writing, you okay, we've been we've done almost 200 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So you all I always try to put in the script things I want to see. Um, so for instance, like okay, we could have the squad guys at the squad table playing cards. They've done that 50 times. Or I could be like squad guys playing Boggle. Okay, that's different. That's something different. And then it's always fun to watch the production and the props and whatever. And then they got to go get, you know, mm-hmm. Boggle and then they're playing Boggle, which they do in the finale. Um, and so with that one, which I wrote that episode, um, the I just wrote, Mouch has a sketch. Mouch is sitting at the phone in the tower. He has a sketch pad out drawing whatever Mouch wants to draw. Because <laughs> I just wanted to see what, what he was going to do. And then when I saw that, I started laughing. I don't even know if he did it or the art department did it. I have a feeling he did it. Christian did it. So cool. That sounds so, like a hidden talent that he would have. The only one where this where I thought that the that the sketches weren't as funny as what I imagine and our art department's awesome so if they're listening to this kudos <laughs> to our department but when Cruz did the did the drawings for the um lady bunker here that i had written it like he drew it like 50s pinup models that was the that was the <laughs> idea but they were almost too good like it was like it looked like you know commercial design um right. for that uh I just love the reactions from uh, Stella and Mackie in that scene. <laughs> uh, no, no, Chris. <laughs> and then Ritter hits like shakes his head with disappointment. <laughs> Chris is like, what? what? 
good. Uh, cracks me up. Oh, so good. So the season also introduced us to Mackie. Um, yeah. What were you wanting to add to the 51 family with that character? I mean, you're always, anytime we do this, we, we're looking for new blood and it's, mm-hmm. and it really comes from a new storytelling standpoint, right? So you get a new character, you get to introduce new stories. We thought it'd be cool to have her come from Cruz's neighborhood. And um, then we got some story out of that. We wanted her to fit in and be part of the, you know, be part of the whole um, family. And then, you know, it, this is when you're doing a show this long, sometimes it doesn't work out and you move on. So, you know, that's, uh, I won't say too much about that. It was, um, you know, it wasn't our plan from the start of the season where we ended up. You try to write when you get thrown these kind of things, you try to write um, so that the audience thinks it's all one, you know, it was all planned. Sometimes it's not, you know, there's occasional, like you guys someday, 20 years from now, come back to me and let's do like a, uh, let, we'll go through all the episodes and I'll tell you all the stuff that you didn't know was happening, but not all choices are, you know, made before the season starts. Right. Um, and obviously, although Mackie left sooner than expected, it did bring back Violet into the mix, which yeah. we were thrilled about because we loved her last yeah. season. I mean, was there ever a conversation over the summer about having her come back to Phil Foster yeah. from the beginning? Yeah, there was. And- uh, you know, we talked about it and it was, we were planning to bring her back as a character regardless. Um, we thought that would be a fun triangle of Mackie, Gallo, Violet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you saw it a little bit in the episode that Mackie right. left in. So that's what we were going to do for a little bit. So it was just not, it was easy for us to then say, cause we were like, like Hanukkah with that's just great. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm very glad where we where we are yeah and one of our favorite things about her at 51 is how easily she fits in with everyone especially yeah. our our favorite you know gen zers gallo and ritter so yeah. what do you love about that dynamic she's awesome and she's 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 good because she can play more of an equal to brett rather than mm-hmm. a mentor mentee that we had going with mackie and then um and then she fits in awesome with gallo and ritter you're gonna see more of that. And also she gives an awesome speech in uh, the finale. I think you'll like, but I think Violet has an awesome speech to Brett in, in the finale. I'm she's a great performer, man. She's, she's really, Hanukkah's really talented. Yeah. She came on the podcast, like right when she came back to fire and she's awesome. She's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's great. Yeah. And obviously speaking of Gal and Violet, we saw them. They had a moment last night too. And I mean, is it's that not something? going where you think it's going? It's not going where we think we're going. Dang it. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Squashing oh, my dreams, I Derek. Yep. I can't wait for you to see. You'll see. Okay. That okay. was my question. So, okay. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but okay. My mom, my mom is here visiting <laughs> now that we have the, um, um, they got vaccinated and uh, from Texas and um, her name's Molly. That's where Molly's came from. And so she just watched, we just watched the finale together. So it's all fresh in my mind. <laughs> she's, she's ahead of everyone. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, so I mean, you brought up Texas. This is the perfect segue. Okay. My friend was over last week. He had his Rangers hat on and it was, it was Joey Gallo hat. Clear this up for me. Is Blake named after him? Yes. Yes. That was where, that's where that came from. Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't tell him that. No, I have to say legally. He was named after, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we did. We did it after 
It was an it was an homage, uh, tribute. An homage, to Joey Gallo. Nice. Yeah, he's not. It's not Joey Gallo. It's just a tribute to Blake Gallo. The, the essence of Gallo. <laughs> Um, and speaking of Violet, I mean, I know we're not the only ones that want to know. I mean, is Violet going to be back next season? I mean, I know contracts yeah, are in negotiation, yeah, no, no, no. but we're, we're planning for her to be back. Just needed to ask. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Good. Okay. So we know how much you love the comedy storylines and you know how much we love them as well, but this season they're just on another level. So I love that. Was it planned to amp up the comedy this season or did it just kind of naturally happen? I think it's always been there, but you guys just really liked this this year more. I mean, there, there's usually a comedy storyline in each episode. I'm glad you guys are digging it. It's the room. The room's been, as much as I hate Zoom rooming, it's the room's been great. And so everybody's been, it's a team effort and everybody's been, you just feed off of each other's ideas and they, you just hear them and they're, you know, they're going to be funny. So Veronica was funny. The, um, the bagpipes, you knew were going to be funny. The um, the yard sale was really funny. The idea of a garage sale at 51, I just knew that was going to be funny. Um, yeah, there's a good one, and there's a good one coming. Okay, okay. The donut gag was pretty good. Yeah, the donut. Yeah. donuts. Yeah, you guys chocolate. liked that better than I did, actually. And I, I was, I, I think I might have written that scenes, <laughs> and then I just didn't think that it was as funny as what was in my head. I mean, I liked the first one where he puts the sign up at. Um, 40 the Rutledge's house mm -hmm. of donuts and then I liked the the second one with the dancing elf and um Mouch face on the sign but then like the third and the fourth one I was like ah it, my head was way funnier but then you guys really liked it so what do I know that was that was good yeah we thought it was really yeah fun. I love it when you guys when you guys <laughs> like them it's that nice to laugh happy. before we get into the seriousness of PD. I know. I'm like, we're the funny one of the three. Mm -hmm. We do the funny stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends who are sitcom writers. And and um, like my really good friend who was here last night does the show Barry on HBO. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've ever seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, but he did Silicon Valley. And I'm always like, you know, I say something. And he's like, well, you write drama. I'm like, our show is a third comedy. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. We were talking about it with our friends the other day, and I was like, I think Fire is the funniest show I watch on network TV, and it's not even intentionally supposed to be that funny, but it is. I take that as a very big compliment, because I think we we take pride in the comedy storylines there, <laughs> and it's nice that you have these actors who are just incredible comedians, right. you know? Mm -hmm. um, you, gotta, you gotta be funny to get on this cast. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they can all do it. Bowden does it. I mean, the one yeah. with the nun... Was that the uh, <laughs> the dibs one? Was so good. It was he his face when he sees that it's a nun is cracks me up. I was on the floor laughing. That's hilarious. So I am curious about something though. I mean, you, you said like a lot of your friends are other writers. I know you're friends with Dan Gore, who does Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so as a as a writer, are you still able to sit back and watch TV and enjoy it the same way all of us do, or do you oh, see it and you're yeah. just like, yeah, this is a hole in the story. This well, is that. Sometimes I. Sometimes I see the well. You guys do that watching TV. You, you guys pick out the plot holes, and I think I do that sometimes. And definitely sometimes I'm thinking, oh, that casting. You know what happened there? Or I'm thinking like, man, you can tell that they had to patch this storyline because who knows what happened on the set? But I can imagine. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I love television. I love watching TV, and I 
watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine um, and fully enjoy it and get lost in it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're always have something going. Christy and I are watching, you know, some series um, either, either watching it cause we love it or watching it cause we hate it. There's, you know, <laughs> there's two, two sides to that sometimes. Uh, we kind of talked about this earlier in this interview, but we've seen a lot of them more recently, but for the most part, this season didn't have a ton of crossovers. Did that affect any, did any storylines change because of that fact that you couldn't really have them? We had more than the other ones, right? Mm -hmm. We, we definitely had, like, we had Burgess on, we had Platt on a couple times. We had Ruzek on, we had, uh, we had, um, you had Will. Will Halstead and, um, Yaya, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Sexton on so we we are ours being the middle show we're just naturally more able to do it we we go to accidents where there are police we go to the hospital to drop patients off so we can see them easier we just didn't do the gigantic you know infection size crossover because there's it was too much covid testing that had to be done every day so we purposely didn't do that hopefully we'll get that back for next season Mm-hmm. I have yeah. an idea. I have an idea for a gigantic, like gigantic three hour thing. So we'll see if that flies. Interesting. So we've read in some other interviews that you said that you had to write the last 10 pages of this episode back in January for the prep time. So if that's the case, when did you guys come up with the idea for the finale? That was early. That was super early. That was like, that was during the, during the beginning of the season. We were that's like, not normal, okay. right? Well, it's just, it comes out of doing nine seasons and having done stuff before. So you, yeah. you're like, okay, what can we do differently? So yeah, it was a different, it was a different, I didn't want to do a warehouse fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, See, did, that's what makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> did writing those 10 pages so far in advance, like change anything storyline, storyline wise for the episodes leading up to it that you hadn't yet written or did it like basically follow the plan you guys No, we knew we knew what the plan was so we stuck to the plan yep those those pages didn't change so if you were to do the big crossover you have the idea for would it be early in the season do you think or is yeah dick likes to do dick likes to do it in the first five he likes to do it really he likes to do it as the second one he likes premiere and then and then crossover so he hasn't said yet that that's what we're doing but when he says it, then you, when Dick Wolf calls you and says, we're doing it, you end up doing it. And you're doing it. Yeah. So I could see it. And I did tell him what the idea was. And he looked at me like I was crazy. Uh, Cause it's too big budget, but we'll see. Now I'm just intrigued. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll talk about it next year. We'll talk about it. Next yes. Year. <laughs> um, so next season will not only be Fire's 200th episode, but it obviously will mark 10 years of Fire as well. Like, have you guys thought about, like, what special things you might do to mark those occasions yet or not yet? It's a little too early. No, we've been thinking about the 200th episode. Um, we have some ideas for what we could do for that one. Um, that's the fifth episode of next season. So look for something big on number five next year. And then I hadn't really thought about the 10 years other than just thinking like you just think of your life and where you were 10 years ago. You know, I was, I was, you know, this is, this summer is 10 years from when I uh, first walked into Dick's office Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was 40, 40 years old and now I'm 50 years old. It's weird. It's weird. 
It's, it's, it's 10 years went by very quickly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's very strange. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I think about like Lauren German, you know, like, like we were, you know, she was in that original cast and yeah. great friends. And I mean, we still, you know, we still talk occasionally, but you know, that seems so long ago now. So long ago. That's why when, and Gilberry wrote this, but when Severy dropped off that door and put the door back on the ambulance and he said, there's people here who never knew Shay, and I know that we have viewers that never watched those seasons, so have no idea. Um, and to me, that's like, that's the nostalgia I think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is there any inkling as to, is next season going to be a full season or is it going to be another abridged one like this? Is that an NBC decision? I'll say that again. I'm sorry, I was thinking about, I was like, I was reading something online where somebody was like, um, Derek is obsessed with Monica Raymond. <laughs> I feel sorry for his wife because he is obsessed with her. And I'm like, um, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Cause I'm like, okay, we did a show together. She was on for six years. We were colleagues for the longest time. You write for him, you get to be friends, all of that stuff. And then of course I want her to come back and do more episodes. It was such a great experience having her, but it just makes me laugh. Cause it's like, like as though every day I'm like, oh my God. I wonder what Monica's doing today. I've got <laughs> So even though you're not on Twitter, I guess you're still lurking all the time. Was that on Twitter? I- People send me stuff. Okay. I'm really not. I don't, I don't, I, I was so happy to get off social media, but what happens is people send me stuff. So then you're, then you're still, you know, we get, we get for the show sends things from, here's what the internet's saying. So you still see, you still see stuff. But no, no, I was very, I was very glad to be off the socials. I, I definitely admire your, uh, your determination to stick to that. Cause there are times where I'm like, I'm giving it up. And then I'm like, but my phone. So. Can I tell you the why? Did I, did we ever talk about this? I can't remember if this mm-hmm. was last year. We talked about it. You, you did talk about it with our friend, Emily from us weekly. Um, oh. But, but go over it again. Cause it's been, it's been a while. No, this is, this is literally what, what happened that made me, reevaluate everything was <laughs> I somebody had posted I always try to keep it fun right keep it light on Twitter and for me you know part of that is like egging on the fans you know in certain ways apparently people take that way more seriously than I do but that's cool everybody you know each to their own but somebody tweeted Severide and Severide and Kid have no chemistry and it was somebody with not that many followers as a joke. And because I thought it was funny, I wrote, I retweeted and wrote, they have no chemistry. Like a book has like a library has no books or whatever, something, some joke like that. And then all these people started attacking the person who had written the first post, which I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not sicking people on like, this is a back and forth joke. Like, but then people took it as like, I'm going to now attack somebody else. And I thought that I don't like this feeling. I don't like this blue check mark. I don't like the, this idea that I'm, I'm above whatever else. I'm like, I'm, I was, I was already off Facebook before that. And then, uh, and then that just became an easy <laughs> off. And then I just wanted to, I, I was like, I'm getting my news from this. I'm getting like, um, I'm getting like a, you know, somebody's posting something and then like some 
somebody posts something and then the New York Times posts something and then D Donald Trump posts something and then somebody else posts something, but it's all equal, you know, on there. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to subscribe to a bunch of newspapers and read those in the time that I would have read. So now I'm like Chicago Tribune, New York Times, LA Times, Washington Post. I'm just going to read those. Mm -hmm. That's what I've done. And then you know what else I've done? I read way more books than because I was spending so much time scrolling through. This is way more than you guys wanted to hear. No, we're, we're, we're just, we're, we'll listen. I mean, yeah. reading books, have you been writing any? I haven't, well, I did start one. Um, let's see if the Silver Bear movie ends up going, which, I, you know, fingers crossed, I think this year might, it might happen. Um, if that ends up going, I want to have a book ready for when that comes out. So yeah, I did start, look, I got, I got right here. I was working on it. It's working That's on always it. how you start a story, right? Is handwritten? Yeah, I do. I, I do. Yep. I read them all. Love it. Love it. Well, we do that miss you my... on Twitter. We understand your decision though. And I'm fully respected. I'm actually kind of jealous. It. I had fun while it was fun, but then, then suddenly it just became not as fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I miss seeing the scenes on the page. I love when you post those. Yeah. yeah I miss doing that. I do. I liked getting the reactions. Yeah. And your stuff. Sunday Q and A's too. Yeah. Those were fun. Cause it was always sort of, Everybody kind of knew I was going to joke around on it. So those were cool. There was uh, a time pre-podcast where I would literally set notifications for your tweet. And I have my question ready in drafts. Like pre-podcast. This is what would happen is I'd be like yeah. in a work meeting and get the notification and just be like, pace, go. And be like, okay, I think I'm one of the first five. So Yeah. It's well, funny. That's funny. So anyway, that was a there, tangent. No, it's cool. That, you've heard the podcast. You know the tenure yeah. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. This is we'll usually the point in the pod where we start show. talking about Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll start talking about another show. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, speaking of seeing where your life has been, like, from 10 years to now, we did hear that there's a third FBI coming. And yeah. we also heard that a certain Derek Haas might be show yeah. running it. Yeah. I'm doing it with Matt Olmstead, who we did the first five seasons of Fire and the first four seasons of PD with um, mm -hmm. and uh, yes, yeah, so the two of us are doing it for Dick. It's the third FBI, but it's going to be overseas. It's international. There's there's 93 offices for FBI agents in the world around the world, and so we're going to be in Europe. We're actually going to shoot it in Budapest. It's going to center on this fly team. That's like a uh, it's a little more going to be a little more action, a little more espionage um, pace, um, probably more like. FBI than most wanted uh, mm -hmm. in terms of tone. Um, most wanted gets pretty dark in, in a good way, um, yeah. but we'll probably be more. And we're, we're actually going to be the middle, the middle show on that three um, hour. So we've just started writing it. We're just start, we haven't even cast anything yet. We didn't have a pilot. Um, so, you know, it's not, it's very premature mm -hmm. to start talking about it. And um, you know, when Dick taps you on the shoulder, you say, Yes, sir. So um, um, it's fun doing it with Matt again. Yeah. So you're going to write it out of LA, but it's going to shoot in Budapest? Correct. Wow. I know it's going to be, it'll be yes. interesting. Let's see. Let's, let's see what happens. If I'm one of your kids, I'm super mad if you have to go to shoot, like go to set and don't take me like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they'll definitely come. They come a lot. So we'll figure out, I mean, obviously if they're in school, we'll figure out when we can do it. Um, I'll probably be going for the first episode, I'm sure, which will be in July, but they have camp. So I don't know that they'll be able to make it. Um, so after that, who knows, you know, I usually go for the episodes I write and then 
whoever's the writer of that episode goes and produces right. their episode. So we'll see. I don't know how many I'll be able to do because I'll be doing both. Right. And this won't change anything about for like you and fire. Like this won't change anything over in the fire writers room for you. Um, Well, Kilberry and Andrea are incredible. I don't know if you've met them, but they're, Mm -hmm. they're, 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 they're show running as much as I am. Um, They're, they've been on the show since the first day and they, you know, they usually write together, team up, but there's not a script written that doesn't have their fingerprints on um and so i have no qualms about their ability to we'll we'll all be doing it you know? right now that there's zooms everywhere you i know, mean yeah you could zoom in for budapest yeah exactly so um i think i'm not worried i'm not worried we'll see we'll see where it goes i'm confident that's good i mean that's so exciting that that's so cool that like when it's, you told me about I that right now i was like having, international yeah i forgot what having a first your show is like it's it's a lot it's a lot more everything in the first year in terms of just you know every you just forget you know now if i have an idea i just call sue at costumes and i'm like hey could we do a halloween you know episode or whatever and she's like yeah yeah let's do you know blah 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 for this one i don't know who that person is yet i don't know where you know what locations we're going to be able to shoot in we don't even have a standing set or anything like that we don't know who the cast is yet so Mm -hmm. um yeah uh this part of it's gonna be um a lot but then hopefully by by the time we get to christmas it'll be smooth sailing nice nice okay so on our last question we gotta leave this on a funny note so um you've been so wonderful enough to listen to the pod as as we go along and as we produce these episodes you're so nice to do that so you know that in the past couple of episodes we've discussed both our one chicago zombie apocalypse team and our one chicago pub quiz team yeah okay um i thought of the i thought of doing the pub quiz on the show so that was funny when you said that because i definitely thought at molly's it seems like a natural thing to do. We did the Bar Olympics one time. So we thought, you know, was that, um, did that kind of take the place creatively of doing a pub um, thing? So what was the thing? It's you, you get three, you get three people for your pub team. Um, you yeah. no, you get, so it, each team is six people total. So you get five, five people, oh, five. one Chicago all time cast, all three shows, but we want yeah. to hear your zombie apocalypse team too. Okay. So for, for the pub thing, I think I was thinking of this as you guys were talking about it. I thought the Dr. Charles was the smart choice um, from med. He seems like he would know a lot about a lot of things. I think Brett is a natural choice. She seems to know arcane, uh, you know, arcane things. Um, I think Mouch is the secret weapon where you wouldn't realize that he knows as much as he knows, but he does. Um, I think, uh, is there anyone from PD? Um, I think we both said Burgess. Yeah. You know what? I would take the two Jessies just because they'd be fun. Casey and <laughs> Casey and Halstead. They're, they're, they're just fun to hang out with. <laughs> I let the other three do all the work. And you're going to hang out in the corner. Yeah. And then Jesse and Jesse and I will <laughs> be over on the other side of the room. Uh, and then zombie apocalypse um that would be let's see so this is who's going to protect you from a zombie apocalypse i mean it's just you guys have to survive as a team so survive as a team yeah 
So you're going to want Severide for sure because there's not one single situation that he could not get out of. Um, Does that include the finale? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. I had to try. I had to try. Great great question. Well played, Gina. Uh, Well played. Well played. Um, Then let's see. You want a surgeon in there. So who's your best? Who's your best surgeon? Um, Rhodes. Rhodes probably. I know he's gone, but he was awesome. Um, he was always battling Will. Um, maybe Troy, uh, too. He's good in the emergency room. He was always the gunshot guy. Um, so that could be... I'd take both of them, <laughs> you know, in case there's multiple injuries going on. Um, who else would I want? Um, I'd want... Uh, let's see... Uh, oh, you'd want Boyd just for, for like, you know, you want somebody who's going to do the hard thing, uh, aggressively. So that would be him. And then I get one more. I just see Boyd uh, walking up to the zombie with like the gun in one hand, just doing like the Voight walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you say that you'd have someone that you just, so that you could push out into the zombies and have them feed? <laughs> one um, of our listeners did. And I think she, I think she picked hope. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Gorsh. Gorsh, Gorsh. That was yeah, it. Yeah, Gorsh, yeah. That would be, yeah, just push him Sacrifice out. you first. Yeah, sacrifice Gorsh so everybody else could get away. That's funny. Yeah. I want Bowden. Bowden, from a strategic standpoint, mm-hmm. would be great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd want to be at 51 and shut the doors to 51. Heck yeah. Go from there. Gallo could cook. It would be. <laughs> Gala would keep it light while we're all freaking out about the zombies outside. Yeah, Cap. Cap would keep it light. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so I got one last thing before we get off. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. almost to the hour and a half. Okay, so <laughs> you have you have a rabid following of podcast listeners who love Chicago Fire. They don't always like me. That's okay. I get it. But they love the show. They love the characters. So... For your listeners who listen to this, now they've listened all the way to the end. So you guys as a group come up with a word that I can drop into dialogue in a random episode next year. Oh, geez. But we'll know, oh, these are the podcast listeners. We'll all be like, ding, ding, ding. You'll ring a bell on your <laughs> podcast when we do it. And we'll... We'll ring it up. So you guys come up with it. Okay. Text me. Okay. What the word is that you've decided. Don't make it so impossible. Okay. I gotta, like, I gotta, don't make it, you know, something that only Cap would say. Um, Just kidding. But (laughs) So just us to come up with it? Or no. I want your listeners who have listened this far. Mm -hmm. They're going to tweet to you guys. Okay. You guys decide as a group what Mm -hmm. it is. This is the winner. Mm -hmm. It can't be so obvious also that right. it, it can't be, be like anything. fire truck. Yeah. 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 Fire truck. You'll be like, okay, that's not it. It's gotta be something. I'll give you a, for instance. Um, I have a friend who's married to a um, Brazilian woman and she said, can you put obrigado into the show? So maybe you'll find that as an Easter egg in one of the episodes. Um so obrigado means thank you in Portuguese. And yeah. So, uh, okay, listeners, uh, you're hearing this. Go ahead and DM it to us. We're not going to promote yeah. it or anything. Send it via DM. So, so you know, we can. Yeah, it'll just be our special thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be our special thing. <laughs> and then I want you guys to get a bell sound effect. No, a foghorn sound effect. And then when this makes it in, and I'm not going to tell you what episode, okay. then you play the audio on your podcast and hit the foghorn and we'll all celebrate that <laughs> we have it. this special close deal. group. Deal. 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 I love deal. it so much. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Well, you did <laughs> yes. the intro, so it's only right that you do the outro. Okay. But let me just say also to everyone um, <laughs> who, you know, gets mad at me and just don't think that I don't take the show extremely seriously i do i love the the characters more than you i love i write them all they're all in my head and so the anytime there's a loss of a character it's it's very hard and it's very hard on the writers and the writing staff uh we don't take it lightly we don't take these these um relationship moves lightly they're usually based on things that have happened in writers' lives. Um, so, you know, for people to say that's something no one would do, most of the time it's something that's been done. Um, but anyway, okay, what, what do I say on the outro? Hold on, let me see if I can think of it. Um, okay, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter at meet us at, at, meet us at Molly's or on Instagram at meet us at Molly's or on socials at Gina loves TV. And right now what's yours. I forget. Um, AK 13. Yeah. Hit that one, <laughs> hit them all. And, um, Oh, if you guys want to be, um, patrons, you can go do that. <laughs> and I think you should because these ladies work their asses off making this show for you every week. They love it. They love the show, but it's work. It's not, it's not just, you know, two flippant people. They care and so support them. I can't do it because then it would be like bias. And I also want you guys, because you, you know me, don't, you don't have to be nice if there's stuff you don't like. Know that I'm listening and I'm judging, but you know, but speak your minds. I mean, you do anyway. I've seen it. Sometimes it hurts, but, um, but I like that you guys keep it real and keep it honest and all this thing. Um, awesome. You're so sweet, Derek. Thank yeah, you so thank much you. for coming back. <laughs>